Strength Matters Media. Video, print, podcasts. Today's topic is do you have aerobic deficiency syndrome? Now, fear not, it isn't a disease and it is reversible. James, what is aerobic deficiency syndrome? Can you define it for us, please? Crikey, in a nutshell, it is basically somebody who has a lack of aerobic base uh, and low aerobic fitness, essentially. That's the... the very bare bone description of what it is. It is someone who is either sedentary, who doesn't isn't very fit, but it also can mean somebody who is an athlete who concentrates a lot of the time on high intensity, strong hit type workouts all the time, but doesn't think about the longevity and they can't recover fast enough. So in terms of thinking about your aerobic system, you have the aerobic threshold and you have the anaerobic threshold that's kind of three zones you have uh, between them so you have the the base one below the aerobic threshold that's the aerobic subaerobic threshold that's where you should be living most of the time it's where we are right now hopefully as we talk on this podcast and if you're sitting listening to this podcast too then you have this middle zone where you try you go across to this idea of you're using glucose and fat as the primary as a mixture of the fuel sources where below the aerobic threshold is predominantly fat uh, in the middle is the mixture of the two and then above the anaerobic threshold is that zone of death where we all hopefully have experienced it one time or another where you just can't keep on going it's at the point of no return so what most people don't have is that aerobic threshold that aerobic base that allows them to recover fast enough and usually people who suffer from ads aerobic deficiency syndrome they have what we call chronic fatigue as a good sign of what happens or they struggle to recover from things that they do. So athletes who can't recover fast enough from workout to workout, uh, people who struggle to recover from workout to workout. We've even had people who've had uh, um, insomnia sometimes as well, who struggle to cope with this and it's all about building them up. So it's it's a mixture of things. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean you're a bad athlete or a poor everyday, everyday athlete or poor human being. It means you need to be aware of it to train differently because if you do, if we do come across it and we find that you are lacking or have a lack of aerobic base, we've got to train you very differently to somebody who has got this aerobic base. And it can become very, very frustrating. It's kind of like Josh, as, as a lot of our clients can can uh, testify. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, um, you can be or think that you are pretty fit and healthy. As you say, you can be used to exercising at high intensities and and everything but that doesn't mean that you have don't have aerobic deficiency syndrome that doesn't mean you have a great base just because you can do just because you do hit workouts all the time and in actual fact you probably don't have a great aerobic base if you are training like that all the time and as you say um it is something we come across quite often and um you know there really is only one way to train out of it uh and it is something that can get a little bit frustrating for for people but in the long run we promise uh it does pay dividends james you want to talk about a little bit about yeah how you can uh train to reduce aerobic deficiency syndrome here's a special message from our sponsor 
Want more clients without breaking the bank on ads? Google is your ticket. Imagine being the first name clients see when they Google your services near them. Sound impossible? It's not when you've got Strength Matters on your side. We'll build your website and get you ranked high on Google for free. You'll save thousands on ads, web design, and SEO services, plus get a suite of business tools to help you grow your business effortlessly. All you cover is our bulletproof hosting that comes with a full 90-day money-back guarantee. Ever wonder how many new clients you're losing by not being Google's number one? Don't wonder? Act now. Now, book your free strategy call at strengthmatters.com forward slash website today. Yeah, very simply, you need a heart rate monitor and you need to monitor your heart rate whilst training, ideally aerobically. It's not something you're going to do, you know, strength training or you're not going to, you're not going to do this by doing CrossFit wads over and over again. It just, just isn't going to happen. You've got to look at this from an aerobic perspective, which means cyclical or non-weight bearing activities, walking, jogging, running etc etc those types of things are the best ways to make it happen you can go rowing which is there's an element of strength training in that as well or the assault bike as well but this but ideally walking running swimming cycling those type of activities will help you the most here so very simply you calculate your heart rate uh, using the maffetone method because it was phil maffetone in the 80s that came across and started talking about this for the very first time and trained some of the best iron men of that generation a world champion, I think it was Mark Allen, I think it was, he was doing it at the time. So you start using that math method, which is 180 minus your age. So if you're 40 years old, it's 180 minus 40. If you have been ill or detrained, you take another five off, so it becomes 135. Or if you've, you're highly trained, which means you've been doing this for a long time, you can maybe add plus five. But on a very simple way, just go 180 minus your age and keep it about there unless you want to go really into the nitty gritty of how you do things. Is it perfect? No. Has it been shown time and time again to be good enough? Yes, it is. So we don't want to go too crazy with all these zone one, zone twos, which is all the rage at the moment. We find this is a much more accurate way of doing it. And it's consistent. It's consistently more accurate because we're using the same methodology each time. So then you go for a walk, keep your heart rate below 140 if you're 40 years old. Go for a run. Keep your heart rate below 140, ideally between 130 and 140. And if you go over, slow down, keep on going. Will it be frustrating? Absolutely. Right. How long will it take to get there? You're talking three to six months to start to see improvements. And it's going to be terrible. And you're not going to enjoy yourself for a while as you transition to this new style of training. And you're going to message your trainer and say, do I have to do this anymore? All the time, right? (laughs) We get it all the time. But we're thinking of your health and we're thinking of your performance. So what we're doing is by improving that aerobic base, that aerobic threshold, getting away from being having ADS, essentially. That's not, not ADH, it's ADS, right? Into this world here now. It allows you to recover faster, which means we can push you harder in those higher intensity exercises, and you can recover faster, and you can do more of them, basically. So that's that's really, really key. And again, and when we see we say this before, like a lot of people that have, tend to have chronic fatigue who have this, we also see a lot of people who are fit, but they can't carry a high body fat percentage too, because we want to try and use fat as a primary fuel source on doing this. And if you're carrying a high fat, it means you're less efficient. That's the theory behind it. I know people can argue the case between this, but that's kind of the theory behind it, which we see a lot of, what's the word? I think we see a lot of people like this coming into our, into our world. Anecdotal yeah, evidence. Anecdotal, I think is a very good way to put it. So, that's that's the way we see it. So that's the way you train it. Keep it nice and easy, and you're going for volume as opposed to intensity. That's the key. Yes, indeed, volume, volume, volume. Um, and I think that that's where people get sometimes do get a bit frustrated because they have to do this 
uh, a lot of repetitions for for a while, as you say, at least it varies person to person, but three to six months minimum, I would say. But the great thing is, and I think we've noticed this with clients, is I think at the point where it just starts getting frustrating, we see then a, a turning point and they're like, oh, that, that felt easier. I could keep my heart rate lower that time. I can go a bit faster. I'm sleeping better. I can recover better. And there is that would you say there is that little turning point for most people? Yeah, there is def- definitely. And you see it as well when they start to see the, the stats. So, for example, let's take somebody who runs 10K with an average heart rate of 162 in 30 minutes, just, just to use it nice and easily, right? When somebody runs that same 30, you know, 30 minute 5K with that average heart rate of 140, they're going to feel great at the end of it. And that's the whole point. You should be finishing your workouts like as if you could do it again. And like repeat it over and over and over again. So that's the that's the most important thing. They tend to find they fall in love with cardiovascular exercise better because it becomes more sustainable and more manageable, and you don't feel like death at the end. Because again, most people again a lot of pick on the runners. Look at look at around the local parks and how they run. They're usually blowing out their asses, right? They they're gasping for air. They're craving the gels. They're craving sugars, and they go and eat cake afterwards, right? That shouldn't be the case. They, they do. They, they go for a run. They literally, oh my God, I need sugar. It's like to replenish all the fuel. We're not saying there's anything wrong with cake, by the way. <laughs> no, it's, it's fun. Like I definitely, I went, I went for a massive trail and I had cake after my trail on the weekend. So it's, you know, definitely, but you shouldn't be craving it. And it becomes a, a source of efficiency for fuel and movement. And we need to make, in, that, in, the, in the endurance world, we need to make fat your primary source of fuel to allow you to go for longer, stronger, harder, and faster and become more viable, what we call, we call metabolically more flexible, I think. So you need to use both. You don't just want to focus on the carb side of things, which is approximately 2,000 calories, I think it is, is what they say, before it, before it uh, depletes, whereas fat is non limited fuel storage. So that's what we're thinking of. So aerobic deficiency syndrome is your ability and your basically your aerobic base fitness and most people don't have it and they really struggle and they can't hit those bigger numbers because they're always pushing and trying to go harder faster for longer there you go exactly and we want you to to train for health and longevity and as you say james be metabolically flexible i like that term uh which is a nice way to wrap up uh, that is it for today please don't forget to rate review and subscribe and if you want to find out more about our system of training, go to strengthmatters.com forward slash system and get our free ebook.